It used to be rare that products would get killed or put on hold during or after the testing and validation stage, but that changed when the coronavirus hit. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development as businesses aim for long-term success. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sofion CTO. If you're looking for additional information around new product development or corporate innovation, sign up for Sofian's newsletter where we share news and industry best practices monthly. The fastest way to do this is to go to sofian.com, that's S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, and click the sign up and stay informed box. I'd like to talk a bit again about StageGate. I introduced it earlier. I don't want to teach what it is so much, but just provide some perspective around it. We often hear it equated to phase gate and often tied to development. If you search Wikipedia, you are redirected to something called phase gate process. The article starts to get it right, speaking about a phased approach for investment decisions. But the Wikipedia article cites phase gate as something NASA created for development. It says stage gate is a variant of phase gate. It uses the word project all over the place and states that phase gate processes are often called front end loading or big design upfront processes. Well, not really. First of all, it is about products and not projects. Second, stage gate is not really front end loaded. Robust planning is not part of the upfront parts of a stage gate process. I believe when people try to do it that way, it fails. The upfront parts are about quick screening to weed out the bad opportunities. The upfront parts should be lean. Oftentimes, you are dealing with imperfect information and using gut feel to make early decisions. The use of scorecards is very important because they bring some order to that gut feel. Third, StageGate is not about development. Development is only one stage of the classic StageGate process. StageGate is really about bringing winning products to market. It is about selection. Scott Edgett, one of the principals who worked with Dr. Cooper early on to define the stage gate process, often asks if one has tunnels or funnels. In 20 years that I have been involved in the stage gate related activity, I have seen companies move from tunnels to funnels and back to tunnels. Funnels are hard. Killing what looks like a great idea is hard. And what we mean by a funnel is I have many things to choose from and I can be selective. And from those many, I can pick the few or the one and take it forward and do something about it. A tunnel is I started it. I'm going to go straight through the end and I'm going to finish it. So it's about getting to the other side of the tunnel. In fact, that's a difference between stage gate and project management. Project management is in the tunnel. I've got to get it done effectively, quickly, use as few resources as possible, but it's about get it done. My reward is the completion of the project. With a funnel, the real business reward comes from selection and picking the best of all the opportunities that we have, the best of the best. StageGate is mostly about reducing risk. It's not about getting things done. It is very similar to an approach sometimes used by venture capitalists. I'll give you a bit of money. And then you come back to me and report what you've done. And if I like what I see in here, I'll give you some more money. Uh, full commitments are not made up front. StageGate's a very similar approach. Invest in one stage at a time. So going back to that example of development, 
I worked with a very large North American automobile manufacturer many years ago. And we were working with that company to help them with their vehicle planning process. And part of it was to do some stage gate related activities for them. And we were chosen, our software was chosen as the software of choice. And we began our projects and word spread around the company, hey, there's this software that manages StageGate. And before we knew it, we had all sorts of people thinking, hey, we can use this for vehicle engineering, vehicle development. That's a StageGate process in our company. And we thought, great, let's go after that one. So we took a look and it was an extremely complex, thorough, sophisticated StageGate process for creating a new vehicle. I think it was probably like the Wikipedia NASA example. Very good to be admired, but certainly not something that we were going to be able to do with our software. You see, we've always focused on the business aspects of a new product, not the engineering piece. And so I thought it was a great example where StageGate can certainly mean more than one thing to a company or to people within a company. I think one of the biggest mistakes is that people look at the gate as a milestone, a checkpoint. Almost all the product management software, almost all the project management software out there sees it this way. I can tell you that the gate is the most important part of the process. Who is making this gate decision and why? What do they know? How do they make decision? And how do they make it together? It's oftentimes people from different parts of the company. In fact, it should be. You want people who understand finance, marketing, engineering, supply, manufacturing. They all come from different disciplines and together they're going to make a decision jointly. And probably the most important thing about the gate is what is the decision? Why are we here? What decision are we going to make? You need people in a gate who are experts, who can assess the materials and make decisions with imperfect information. And all of these things I've been talking about, what you know, who makes the decision, when they make the decision, how they make the decision, that's all part of something called governance. And governance decides and defines how you make decisions and who makes them and when. And you can imagine that different people are going to make the earlier decision versus the later decisions. One big problem with StageGate, process is focused on a single product. In my podcast interview with Paul O'Connor from Adept Group, he speaks about the problem of single product thinking versus multi-product thinking. You might want to go back and listen to that podcast episode. StageGate is less effective in that sense unless you have something called portfolio management. Now, many people think of portfolio management as, well, show me all the projects for a given aspect or slice of our business. Maybe all the projects in a given business unit or all the projects related to a given aspect of the company. It too often ends up being status reports and charts and executive management presentations. Good portfolio management is much more than that. It includes portfolio reviews, decision-making, and rebalancing. And this also illustrates another problem with StageGate. Oftentimes, you cannot kill a product investment early on because that work is so tightly related to other work. Work being done to bring a product to market does not live in isolation in the same way that it used to. Nowadays, a product is a collection of components, and those components are oftentimes intended for use in other products. 
kill one product and you might add a lot of risk to another product. So we're kind of back to portfolio again. A single product released to the market, that decision is almost a portfolio decision. What looked like a single gate is now a portfolio decision. And in fact, a portfolio balancing exercise is almost like a gate decision. Let's look at the classic stage gate model. Phase one, scoping. Think about where you are. You've not really designed the product yet. You've not invested much money yet, but you need to understand what the product will be, who will buy it, and why, and what the risks for technical and commercial success are. I should note that oftentimes there is a phase zero, often called selection. It comes out of ideation. And the approach here is to have a lot of ideas and select a few, or maybe just one, and go forward with that. So that's often phase zero, then you go into scoping. And then we get to phase two, building the business case. There are a lot of opinions here about how rigorous this should be. Some suggest a heavy approach, trying to really nail it all down. Cash flows, net present values, forecasts by geography, all sorts of adjusted commercial estimates. And others have more recently pointed out that such an approach stifles innovation and creativity, especially the type of creativity and flexibility that is required in the development stage. So they see that as handcuffs that locks development too much. So some have suggested that the business case happened during or even after development. In the Cooper model, much of the early deliverables are referred to as preliminary, and they are refined later. You see a preliminary market assessment and then later on an updated market assessment, a preliminary technology assessment, and then an updated technology assessment those kind of things. Phase three development. Ah, development. We were just talking about that. Stage gate should not tell you how to do development. Use whatever methodology you need. Agile, waterfall, Six Sigma, outsourced, co-development with other companies and universities. It doesn't matter. And just think back to that automotive example. Your stage gate process should only identify what you need to review to ensure that that development is really done and that you understand what you have coming out of it and what might have changed during development. Embrace the change, but understand the change. Because you have to make a decision now. Are you ready for testing and validation? Are you sure? What do you need to review to be sure? Those are the deliverables that come out of development, no matter what process or methodology you use for the actual engineering of the product. Phase four, testing and validation. Oftentimes people get confused on this one. Isn't testing part of development? Well, yes it is. Software QA certainly is part of development. Product safety testing is part of development. Manufacturability tests are part of development. What we're talking about here is market testing, field testing. And you might ask, well, isn't it a bit too late for field testing? Well, no, because oftentimes there's tremendous cost in launching. In some industries, it actually costs more to launch the product than it costs to develop the product. And sometimes you actually find that launching something might be a big mistake because something changed. It used to be rare that products would get killed or put on hold during or after the testing and validation stage. But that changed when the coronavirus hit. Many products that were about to come out in some cases, no longer had a market. 
certainly many products that were designed for the office no longer were exactly relevant when everybody's working from home. And so the decision is kill the product or delay the product, right? And I don't know what the right decision would be, but maybe launching was the wrong decision. And other products would might be very insensitive to launch when that significant change from the coronavirus hit the world. I hope we never see something like that again. But it is possible that when you go to launch your product, something changed and it may be a bad idea to launch a product. Rare, but possible. Phase five, product launch. As I said, for some markets, this is the big investment, more than development of the product. See anything missing? What happens after launch? What about decisions to relaunch a product into a different market or do what some call a facelift, a small change, maybe a different color, a different outside packaging that opens up a whole new revenue stream for basically the same product? What about retiring a product? Boy, nobody talks about that. Yet some companies know when they put a product into market, they know exactly when and how they're going to retire it. Very advanced companies doing that. All of that's not part of the classic stage gate process, but it is part of the portfolio process. And the whole portfolio process should be extended to include products in market, as well as products in development, products in concept, and ideation, ideas. So there's just some short thoughts about StageGate that I wanted to share with you. There's a lot more I could say, but I'll stop here for now. If there are aspects you'd like me to talk about, drop me a mail. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to try to talk about things that you'd like to hear. I think in the future, we'll talk a little bit more about agile and software development as related to StageGate. That's one that's on my mind. Until then, take care, and thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.